Season 1, Episode 10 of Gupshop Pod. I'm your host, Tejas, and you can follow me at MyLifeIsn'tTV. Today, I talked to one of my friends that I've known for a very long time, over a decade, Vibov. You can follow at Vibov underscore S23. He is one of the two co-hosts along with me on the Found For Real podcast, which you can now listen to on your preferred podcast platform. I also want to be mindful and provide a trigger warning, which you can find more about in the bio. This episode is a really good episode that touches upon a lot of different things, and I really hope yep. you enjoy. Yo, what's up, guy? What's up, what's up, what's up? Hi. What's up? Can we take bath and breaks in the middle, or should I go right now? <laughs> yeah, you can take bath and breaks. I'm going to edit it through. Don't worry. Okay, cool, you need cool, to cool. Take anything, just let me know. We'll, it'll just still be recording throughout. Uh, word, yeah, we're good for now. I was wondering if I need to, like, Force it out, or need to like you know let it come naturally a little bit. <laughs> no, no, it's all it's all natural, brother. This is this whole podcast is natural. It'd be funny it's if you casual. started the podcast with that. We just talking about taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> that's an introduction to piss. It's like, oh, that's that's the guy that wanted to take a piss right at the beginning. Was not forcing it out. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's me. That's me. <laughs> you know that sigh of relief when you sit down. I might use that. I mean, honestly, I I make that sigh of relief when I sit down with or without going to the bathroom. Just, of course, I'll be yeah. old now. I turned twenty five, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is what happens." Yep. your body just releases sounds. <laughs> I took my roommate out for drinks, and he told me the next day he couldn't really keep food down all day. He's a couple of years older than us, and I was like, "Well, it sounds about right." I mean, dude, I've only I've only thrown up once from being hungover. And that was, and I wasn't even hungover. It was remember when we went to uh, it was like you, me, Garden, and uh, Jenny. I think Shen was there, and Uj when we went to the Poconos. Uh huh. And like that last night we were there, like after dinner, and like we were getting hammered. And then like Nick <laughs> Garden and I like stayed up, and we got even more like drunk. Because he was trying to do mm-hmm. shots, and I was like, "This is not good. I don't want to do this. This is a bad idea." Yeah. And then I went. To, yeah. I went. I was way too drunk. He just left in the middle because <laughs> it's his classic <laughs> card. And then I get up, go lay down, realize I throw up. Consciously went to throw up. Went right back to bed. Woke up, and I remember you remember you saw me like I was in the most severe like. I was just like. Just didn't know what was going on. Like, coffee tasted bad. I didn't want to eat anything. I was just sitting there like, how am I going to drive home? And all of a sudden, I went to the bathroom. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't even feel like I had to throw up. I just went to the bathroom. I was like, I think I think I got to throw up. Like, it was like a question thing. Like, you somebody have to throw up, like, I know. But no, I was like, a genuine question. I was like, okay. I guess yeah. I'll just sit there. And I was like, yep, this is happening. I threw up because all the alcohol was just sitting on the top of my stomach not digesting. It was like, oh, this is out? Yeah. It was like a fog lifted in my life. I was like, I got to hit the road <laughs> right now. I don't know how long this is going to last. Yeah. I got to make headway. <laughs> no, when 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 you're, at, when you're at a high energy, you need to build off of that high energy. Absolutely. You can't like, you can't go back into that dip. Because you remember when KT like needed to take a nap and then he woke up at seven in the evening was like, okay, I'm ready to hit the road to go back to New York. Yeah. And I was like, see, when you have those high moments, you need to build off of that. You can't let it, you can't let it go back down. Yeah. Right? You just like, keep, you just keep your legs moving, and then you got there, right? I mean, you probably didn't feel great after a while. Yeah. Of sitting down. Yeah. But 
in the moment, you're like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, because I got halfway home, and I was like, God, now I'm like feeling hungry, and I'm like, okay, now I can actually eat something, and like it tastes good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I throughout the whole process of moving, as you can see behind me in, in the new room and everything, yeah. it's like. I was just like, I just got to keep turning my legs, right? I just got to keep moving because if I stop to take a break, I'm going to feel tired. Yeah, that's how I was when I was moving out of Hoboken. Remember, like, I did, like, I guess you got, like, it was, like, solid four or five hours after you guys left. I was still running up and down. And, like, I counted. I literally did 30 trips up and down. And so, like, if we were on four flights. I really climbed, like, 120, like, flights of stairs. I was carrying stuff down, and it was just like, I could feel like after like round eighteen, I was like, "Oh, this is not going to be good." And at twenty five, yeah. I was like, "If I stop now, I legitimately will not be able to step back up." Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I just kept forcing myself. I remember like the last bit, like my left some stuff left in those cabins and stuff. And I was like, "Dude, like I'm not dealing with this. I gotta go home." Yeah. I got in the car and I started texting <laughs> you guys, and you're like, "Dude, just like stay here." <laughs> and I was like, "I gotta go home." If I don't get home now, I will be exhausted. Yep. No, for sure. I mean, that's the thing. You obviously know. You obviously know that if you had stayed any later, it would be like, just come crash with us. I mean, I yeah. think that's the thing. Like, we all are like with each other, right? We all will always offer a place to stay, especially in the uh, worst moments. You remember when you were talking about the Gates divorce on our on our podcast with Amun? about how if you had if you were knock on wood again if you were ever divorced you would be in one of our garages shirtless yeah. drinking yeah. <laughs> facts, sure. right that's like i 100 percent, dude and like you would just like hear the doorbell and then someone shotgunning a beer and that would be mm-hmm. me and i'll be like i'll just open the, open the back door buddy i'm going to the garage <laughs> just yeah. i'll be here i'll see you in a week and a half i'll be crawling out of that cave <laughs> <laughs> you say a week and a half, but it'd probably be a little longer than that. Yeah, honest. but then I will become a functioning alcoholic. But yeah, man, you mentioned the podcast. All listeners, add Fan for Real podcast on Instagram. Check us out. Your boy Tejas, me, Vablov, one of our best friends, Amma Malotra, kicking it, giving the lowdown on the weekend, just the inner machinations of our minds. Yep. Little shameless plug. Shameless plug. No, good. I, that was going to be one of the questions anyway. <laughs> um, and you can follow at fam for real on Instagram. The topics that we cover are just topics that each one of us want to talk about during the week. And it's, uh, we're now what three episodes in, we're going to be recording our fourth this week. Yep. So yeah, exciting. Yeah, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I think it's going pretty well so far. So keep it going. Well, I think part of the, part of the beauty of that podcast is because like we would all have the opportunity in a, pre-pandemic to be able to like hang out and meet up with each other much more regularly in person where we chat about these kind of things so the idea that you had to uh kind of make it all virtual essentially i'm sure there's like problems you know i as someone who edits this podcast very religiously i know very well what can happen and we still figure out you know a lot of things that when it comes to the way in which we work with each other as a podcast uh especially on a platform like that it's a little bit different, but we get to talk about things that we want to talk about uh, for each week. One of us comes with a story and we just kind of dissect it and break it down. And if you've been around us listening to our conversations in the past, you know that how they're like, and it's pretty much more of the same. Just pure buffoonery. Just pure buffoonery is what it is. 
we'll have, we'll have <laughs> moments of pure like genius and diamonds in the rough, and the rest yeah. of it will just be us joking around and acting a fool. <laughs> Is that one of the things that you miss with all of this that's been happening with COVID? The ability to meet up with people and have it be natural kind of like the way that we're talking now the way that we talk on the podcast whenever you and i have had the opportunity to see each other just shooting the shit just chatting shit and basically going through like oh this is what happened to me this week oh did you hear about this did you hear about that i do miss that more on a regular basis because i feel like a part of the thing that happened with the pandemic was it just dominated i mean rightly so it just dominated the media cycle I mean, that's all mm -hmm. All of our lives were wrapped around for the last year. That and the, yep. the election. I mean, it's, it, it was impossible to get away with. And so there, wasn't, there wasn't too much else to talk about. And also, like, yeah. the, the basic stuff when you start off a conversation, like, you can branch off from in terms of, like, hey, like, how's life? What are you up to? We're all doing the same shit. <laughs> like, yeah. we're all stuck at home. We're, all, we're not going out. We're not having new experiences. So it was, mm -hmm. there wasn't really anything to talk about. And so, like, when it was with our group oh uh, yeah i was living in pennsylvania before about like six months seven months before the pandemic hit so mm -hmm. i was still somewhat used to seeing you guys like once a month in person so yeah. like that that idea like the impromptu meetup wasn't that much of a loss for me it, but it was more of just like having things to talk about and having those genuine conversations of inquisitiveness because, I mean, you know, there's like about me, like, I mean, I, I love really finding about what's going on in you guys' lives, trying to talk about it, joke around about it. And like, we all bring different aspects to the conversations. So mm -hmm. that that's really what I missed the most about it. Definitely. And also opening up those avenues for people to share their feelings. Like you said, most of our feelings were, I don't think anybody was thriving during a pandemic, except for maybe one friend of ours that we talked about on the <laughs> podcast. He, he was right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But apart from that, like all jokes aside, I think, yeah, a lot of people were feeling pretty down, but we didn't really have those avenues and opportunities for people to talk about their feelings because part of it may be that we, you know, don't, we know everyone else is going through it. So why add more to that? But also we didn't get a chance to celebrate accomplishments, no matter how small they were, because there's probably also a feeling of like, you know, why, why do I want to bring up something positive during a time where everyone's feeling pretty down? So that's why one of the things that I always want to ask, and I wanted to ask you as well, what's been your best moment of the last 12 months? I say last 12 months, but since the pandemic started, what's been your best moment? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that question. Like, yeah, I kind of want to cheat and go a little bit before the pandemic started. Because, okay. because one of my favorite memories that really kind of like carried me forward throughout the year that really kept like playing my mind I really thank mm -hmm. God I, I kind of pushed for it was our housewarming party, which mm. laughably happened after forcing it through a week and a half before the pandemic set us all home in <laughs> quarantine. But um, yeah, I mean, like really just getting everyone together. Like it was the first time, honestly, part of the reason why I really want all of us to hang out, like our close five friend group is because mm -hmm. we all haven't, you don't realize it, it has been over two years that all five of us have been in the room together. You know that? Yeah. And so that was the closest we got to it. You know, unfortunately, one of our friends is going to be there, but, you know, it was you, me, Garn could be there, Nimai got there. Mm -hmm. And it was, it, it felt like a real house party kick in it that we used to have, that we haven't had as we were mm -hmm. growing up. Because, like, you know, you know Kevin came through. Uh, we had a couple yeah. of other buddies 
from high school that I hadn't seen in a while. They were in town, so they yeah. came. They brought some of their friends. You know, it was it was a mixing pot. And like, but that's what I missed about you know, like the house party and like New York scene was like that ability to meet new people, meet new energy, get that feeling mm-hmm. going. And then going out, we went out to Hoboken. You learned mine was like, guys, coronavirus is picking up this little thing here. And we all were like, shut the fuck up, dude. We're not dealing with you right now. But thank God. It's like funny. I look back, I'm like, that was such a mistake to do. But also, it was the best memory we had. <laughs> like, it was a whole yeah. thing. But because, like, yo, Westchester just like shut down. And we're like, well, Hoboken is still open. <laughs> And so never like, underest- yeah. Never underestimate our ability. If we want to go out, we're gonna go out. Doesn't matter for <laughs> what or where. Yeah. Yeah. And like we went I, out I and we that. like went to the first bar, you know, had a fun time, took some shots, we're meeting up with some other cars friends like in Gobo there. Mm-hmm. And then like met up with like some of my friends, friends, girlfriends, friends. It was just a large melting pot of like yeah. people. The energy was nice. Bounce from bars to bars. We we're like ending it all of us well into drinking. And just like mm-hmm. arm in arms singing like Ocean Avenue at each yeah. other, like in an old like Irish pub. And it was just it was mm-hmm. a great, genuine feeling of like understanding like the energy of the night, like seeing let's just see what the night brings us. And like that we were losing in the pandemic. We didn't get to have that feeling of let's just see what will happen. Because mm-hmm. the biggest thing about the pandemic has been you only meet people. Ideally, in the beginning, you don't meet anyone. But then it became the only people yeah. you can fully control. You want a fully controlled mm-hmm. and sanitized, sanitized environment in which you aren't you're in control of what's happening around you. But that kind of loses yeah. its charm. The the beauty yeah. of those nights out, those parties, is when you don't know what's going to happen. You just go with mm-hmm. the flow. Yeah, completely. And I I thought about that as well. Like during the summer in New York, especially when things started to open up and you'd have to like schedule and make reservations. And I was thinking about that, what you have brought up because I was like, well, it's very difficult to just go say lobby, just go with the flow and just whatever happens, happens. Yeah. You can do a lot more forward thinking. And that's something that not a lot of people want to do that. Uh, not only people have that, some people don't even have that skill set. but it's that, that friends and those connections and those circles as they get bigger and bigger, that's what brings people closer and closer together. Yeah. You know that's that's a great point. That's a that's actually that's hit my nail on the head. That communal experience of mm-hmm. like going through a journey together, because like I started feeling it kind of during the winter time too, where it was like yeah, like we had hung out a couple times after we were yeah. allowed to, and we were just going to someone's house, whether it be like I'm on, whether it be like New York, whether it be you know at your place. Yeah. And like the first couple of times it was like fun, but then it became like we're just doing the same thing. Like we're not, mm-hmm. there's no new excitement to it. We're like coming here. We all had the same lives that we did last time. All the same experiences. Yeah. There's nothing we can do here besides what we were doing at home anyway, sitting there watching TV. So it's like, it just, that, that having that communal experience of something new is, it's, it's huge in, in bonding friendships and like developing yeah. that long term. For sure. For sure. And it's something that I miss as well. Thankfully, like, you know, moving here and getting to meet my new roommates and having those circles kind of become a little bit bigger. It's been nice. But 
that I was going to ask you, do you, do you remember how we met like, through those like circles of friends? <laughs> yes, I was, uh, I was thinking about that the other day. I think I've told you this. The first time I saw you, I don't know if like uh -huh. we fully like, I forget if we like, yeah, like shook hands and met, but like the first uh -huh. time I saw you, we were like freshman year. And it was like the first like month or a month, couple months, like I just started dating my ex. And um, we were, she wanted to go to this one hookah bar. So we went there, I didn't smoke. And I look over at the other table, and there is this ginormous individual, six foot <laughs> four, just like, Yella! Just grabs two hoses and just pull it like a champ, blowing a billow of smoke out, takes a shot afterwards, and I'm like, oh wow, that guy's uh that guy's something. <laughs> that guy's uh something else. But like it was like we were had like I think you were closer to a friend group of Anjali's cousin's boyfriend at the time, I think. Mm -hmm. And so That's it was right. just like we were like tangentially hanging out, but we weren't like mm -hmm. always together. And then like I think at some point we just started really kicking it. I don't do you remember like when we actually like went from being acquaintances to like, oh no, this is my boy. Oh, great question. I you know what? We had a lot of classes together in specific programs. Yeah. Uh that program being the business of entertainment and media and just for the listeners to know, you and I are both entertainment adjacent in the sense of like, you know, the kind of work that we're doing, whether that's with the current podcast that we have, future plans, including the uh, the YouTube series, which uh, will be coming up later this year, as well as- Stay tuned, boys and girls. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. I think you also, I mean, even this screenshot you sent me today about the merger, or not today, but like earlier this week, it's kind of like, that's the conversation that happens where like, you're obviously very knowledgeable about the subject. Not only that, sports as well, we're able to have a really good conversation. The all caps Balotelli group chat, that <laughs> I think has been a value add to you, yeah, I feel. Yeah. So, you know, I knew that it would be something you would enjoy as well, especially because it's all caps Balotelli. It's not like a regular, normal. Also, yeah, you know. quick, quick point on that. Every time I see Balotelli's yeah. name pop up, I get really upset. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Cause I was like, when I remember when we got him, and I was like, why that he's not good? <laughs> he's just he's not he's not bad, but he just he's not good. And we yeah. overpaid him. He was a bust. Uh -huh. I was just like, <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever seen. So every time I see him, uh -huh. a quick aside, every time I see his name pop up, I'm like, please, Lord, yeah. someone change his name. <laughs> it's, it's only gonna happen when he leaves the league, right? Then they'll probably change to like Zlatan or something. I I don't know what. It just, it's only been a really new group. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how it's going to unfold. Yeah. That's um, I but I'm excited for the versions of yeah. that. But yeah, I guess it probably was like around junior year, kind of like starting to socialize again when, like, I knew that this was the path that I wanted to be in. And you and I having a lot of classes together and just continually hanging out and spending time, you know, going into senior year and stuff like that. That was probably it. That was probably around that time. We also did, you know, a lot of other like activities together, both inside of the classroom and outside. Yeah. So it kind of made it, you know, someone you're obviously someone that I like spending time with and whenever we are able to chat, or even just sharing news with each other, because it's not like we're carving out, you know, a certain amount of time each day to, you know, talk to each other. But even when we're texting or we're texting on group chats, we're still able to like 
continue discussions and continue from where we left off. Yeah. And that's something that's been really important to me, especially because, as you know, with most of the people and most of my friend group being not close by, especially India, the UK and stuff, that's really the main way that I stay in touch with my friends. Yeah. Right? So that's been, that's been something that's been really nice for me as well. Oh, I mean, I'm glad. Same here, dude. I mean, like, honestly, like, those, those text chains that you, you and I have and, like, with the groups and everything is, like, I mean, you had a girlfriend at the end of January, right? Uh, we met at, we met mid-Feb. Mid-Feb, okay. And yeah. then you, you guys, like, put on your first date, like, a month later? Like, right before no, the, the later that week. Later that week, okay. Yeah. So, but basically, like, essentially within a month before quarantine started, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. Kind of like what drove you to want to maintain and try to do a relationship when you literally weren't allowed to hang out with people? Yeah. And B, how, what do you, why do you think you were able to make out so strong afterwards and continue it again for a year on? That's a good question. So the first bit was when we went on our first date, which was later the week after we had met. Um, as you know, I met her when... I was doing a food sponsorship at the um, SVA Theater. It was for the New York Asian Film Festival, which you know I used to volunteer with. Yep. And we were getting along really well. But at first I thought maybe it's just like she's being polite and friendly. Like, I mean, you know what it's like when, like, you, when you go to a bar and a bartender is being friendly towards you, you're not like, oh, she, you know, like she wants me. It's like, no, she's being friendly. And like, like me and Kevin always have this thing. Like we just like go out in Hoboken and like just yeah. get like dinner after the gym sometimes and it would be like there were a couple of times where like we were like talking to the waitress and there were times where I'm like dude I think I have a chance <laughs> and it was definitely like there were a couple of times where it was like they felt it out to the very end and like, like I can, yeah. if I got her to if I got her to laugh a couple of times like a, like a, like a legit joke I was like yeah my number okay quick. maybe so I, I was like okay maybe she's just you know being nice and friendly but then she DM me on Instagram. I was like, "Here's my number if you, you know, want to go have a drink." And so I was like, "Yeah, let's let's go meet up later this week." Because you know, at the time, it was just like I was just incredibly busy, and I had so many. I had like the next two three months planned out basically, and so I was like, "This is you know when I'm free that Thursday or that Friday rather." I was like, because then after that, I had to go down to uh, to Philly. You know, later on that weekend. So we met up, got to spend time with each other, and then we were just like seeing each other every couple of days, um, just whenever it could work for both of our schedules. Um, when when it was told that everyone stayed at home, I was in Jersey, and I was like, you know, I don't I don't want to be here by myself. I want to go spend time with her. I thought you were like, I just don't want to be here, and it's like, yeah, dude, like no one wants to be at home for that long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be here by myself yeah. because as you know I, I used to live by myself yeah um i don't want to be here i want to go spend time with her and i guess i had known that i wanted to be exclusive with her before the pandemic because quick like i wanted to start dating seriously yeah I can i can i make a comment on that yeah please go on i mean that's okay the, that's yeah the whole i don't yeah going back to the the housewarming i remember this because People that are hearing this already know Tejas, but, but like, I'm going to lay it out right now for people that might not. Tejas yeah. was a very promiscuous individual at this time. Okay. Yeah. He he was a, 
I, I, with this guy, like I had been at a bar where we couldn't get kinfolk one time, trying to figure out what's going on. Turn around, Days is getting digits from a girl in the line. Like he is, he's scamming. He's out there like working his working his tail off out there. Okay, he's he's hustling down the court. So I respect the game. So this man <laughs> is out there doing his thing, and we're at the the pregame at the housewarming party, having a good time, eating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Days is looking at me like legitimately having a real deep dive into like how it is that he wants because he just he used to come back from dc like a couple weeks before and you were like mm-hmm. it's like yeah man like it's like i kind of met the girl but i was like she was cool and like the weird thing was i realized i actually want to know more about her like i actually really want to know her hopes and like what her plans are for life and like yeah does this mean that i want to be in a relationship like, i don't know and i'm sitting there like just starting to drink because the night just started i was like man this is a real real conversation <laughs> but like, cause like I'm like I'm already supposed to get drunk and not think about this. But Albert was like very proud. I'm like, Taze, this is the definition of maturing, and you wanting a real relationship. <laughs> I think I told you those exact words. And you were like, "Fuck, man, <laughs> love is the real thing." <laughs> so I was like, I remember like before we knew had a girlfriend. I was talking, about, who I forget what I was talking to, but I was like. I really feel like Taze had to get into a legit relationship and like a full on like he's gonna dive yeah, into it. Little <laughs> do I know he one hundred percent did the exact thing I thought he was gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Oh fucking hell! I don't. I remember because um, remember because I was talking to you. I was talking to Kevin about it. Yeah, as well. And like I mean, and because Kevin's been in a, in a relationship for a while. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Right? Yep. But he was like. Like, I'm saying these things, and to you both, it was plainly obvious, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin was just, like, trying to eat all the food he could, because he, like, had eaten all day. And he was like, you want to be in a relationship, bro? Go. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, okay. yeah, that's uh, mental and emotional growth. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, after not being in a relationship for so long and, you know, wanting to, you know, wanting to stop having, being promiscuous and actually meet someone and have it you know, have something more meaningful. And then it's like, you can want all of these things. And then when it's there, like you still need to like double check that like it's real, or I guess you need to like, you still need to like have the, <laughs> the confirmation, yeah, right? Yeah. Because I'm trying to avoid confirmation bias. Yeah. So I would go drive and I would see her at her place in the, uh, where she lives. So what I'm hearing is you are breaking stay at home orders. Cool, just for yeah. the record. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The forbidden love yeah. story. Okay, I get it. I, I was, yeah, I was. <laughs> forbidden love stories, man. They're the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then it just kind of developed from there. She's very empathetic. She's very kind. I think I told you this before that some people are really empathetic. And to me, I'm like, that person, like, they'll be kind and empathetic to people who I'm like, nah, fuck them. They don't deserve it. Right? They don't deserve your empathy and your kindness, but still being able to show kindness and empathy towards those individuals, that's very rare. And it's very, when you see, when you meet someone like that, when you have someone around like that and they care about you deeply, it's really nice to have. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I knew I knew that and just really enjoyed spending time with her and just wanted, I mean, moving to Astoria to also, you know, it's no coincidence that she lives, you know, close by now. So oh, it's really? Crazy. It's not just oh, yeah. a, a chance encounter? Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not know this, man. I'll, I'll freely admit, yeah. I'll freely admit. 
I've, I've come out to Astoria before, but I haven't and been able to spend a lot more time here the past year and a half to two years. Like my food cart was at a commissary in Long Island City, right? So I'd be around in Astoria. But then obviously meeting her and going out to more places around here, being in a soccer league, I told you about the rugby team yeah. as well. And, and that rugby team was like, is that a good division for the experience and age and the coaching that I want to do in rugby? So it's kind of like a perfect storm. Now, I did look at Jersey City when I was looking at places to move as well. I thought maybe I want to be in Jersey and kind of do that, but just ended up just working out perfectly. And then after hours, I'm going to switch over to my phone and I'm going to give you a tour of the place. Word, word. Well, that would be, awesome. yeah. be awesome. No, I think, that, I think that's good, man. It's like, I remember... <laughs> how we found out you were dating her. Yeah. We all didn't really fully believe it. Cause yeah. it was around this time a year ago. It was like towards the end of May. It was like, I was taking care of like Kevin's dogs with her in the outer banks. And we're on the house party and we're checking it out. And Dave's just in there in like his bathroom. And we're like having a time that what's for time like dude like where are you? He's like, oh yeah, I'm just in my bathroom. Uh just a uh, my girl girls downstairs. My girlfriend and sister downstairs. I'm like all of them are just shocked. Like, wait, did he did he see girlfriend? He's mm-hmm. like, Yeah, I got a girlfriend and her sister are here. And like, but I can't go downstairs yet. I'm like, Tay just blink twice for being held hostage. Like, <laughs> what is happening? Like, why can't you go downstairs? Why is she and her sister in your house, but you can't yeah. go down? I don't understand. Also, where did you get a girlfriend from? None of this stuff yeah. made sense. Last time I saw you, you were wondering what a relationship really is. Yeah. <laughs> bobs. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. What is occurring here? Like in the space of two months, three months, because not seeing each other on a regular basis, like all this shit has changed. And like I told you at the beginning, it was like you don't want to always share. It felt like a little uncomfortable to share positive news because you know that everyone's going through it. And like she's obviously been a bright spot, like you pointed out during all of this as well. But it's like, oh, you know, this is just where I'm at. It's kind of like having a mate who went abroad, but came back and then you're like oh so what's been new with you in the last three months it's like oh well you know did this did that did this that like all highlights all hits no misses and yeah. you're just like well damn okay good job like <laughs> you know this is happening like oh fuck oh my god yeah dude that was that was that was fun because i remember like even after young up we were like is he what just happened I mean, we were all a little still a little shocked and then yeah. it was just like you get to like say like you're like dude we we have yet to like see a picture of this person and we were like for a solid like three we were like we don't know what's going on. Did he just calling yeah. her his girlfriend? Like he's like, what's happening? And then he's actually like, like sending pictures. Like, oh, okay, work, 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 work. Yeah. <laughs> but for a lot, we're like, what is occurring in this situation? <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Uh, she and her sister were making dinner, and we used to do this thing where she would video call her uh, parents and her dad, and her would like cook together. Mm-hmm. So that was something where like, because they were because they were downstairs, I wanted to make sure that the audio wasn't going in and out, didn't want to interrupt. Right, right. But obviously, yeah, the fact that like she's a big Steelers fan, and so when I went to Pittsburgh and I stopped at your place on the way back, did I tell you this? I, oh yeah, I, I think I told you. Like, I spent like a hundred and fifty bucks yeah. on Steelers related merchandise because I have a problem yeah, you go when crazy, it comes. And I know you're not like that, but like I see it like, mate, I don't need a coaster that says Tottenham Hotspur on it. I already have like shirts and scarves and a fucking book. I didn't need to buy a book that is for Tottenham, but I did because I have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, acceptance is the first step. Mate, even this one right here, right? Like, sorry. 
I bought these like home slippers. I never wear home slippers. What the fuck am I doing with this stuff? <laughs> makes no sense to me. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean that's fandom. That's a real fandom, I guess. I'm no, just there, no, like, yeah, no, y'all ain't getting my money. <laughs> No, it's just capitalism's effectiveness where they're like, hey, look, someone's going to buy this, right? So just, like, make it and put merch in. Like, put merch out, people will buy it. See, that's, and, see, that's why you got to go to, like, Canal Street and buy the fake stuff. The that fake way you're stuff. still getting the benefit of, like, yo, I bought a Tottenham thing. But it's not Tottenham, it's Tottenham or something. Yeah. Or, like, Tottenham. <laughs> and then yeah. all, then it's fine. But you're just going to be covered up by, like, your coaster or what your cup you're drinking. So it's like, yeah. same thing. It works. You're satisfying the urge without going into the capitalist system. <laughs> Casey did buy something that was when she got the Steelers jersey, the the logo was upside down. <laughs> so was like, oh, great. Okay. Gotta love it. You gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. That's the best part. I mean, I'm, I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to you coming here and us all being able to go out around here and, you know, go play basketball and go have some fun at the park and Go out for drinks, watch sports. Oh, I actually, um, I didn't get to tell you. So earlier today, I, I parked like the street over and Karun from the YouTube yeah. series, he was like, is that Tejas? So I saw him walk up to the car and then like we were talking for a bit. He lives the street over. Oh, wow. Like, He's sick. That's awesome. So I told Jan as well. I was like, Jan, you should uh, come over because I didn't realize how close we went next to each other. Yeah. I knew he lived in Astoria. I didn't know exactly where. Word. I was like, damn. And then he was talking like, yeah, we'll go for a drink later on. So I'm, I'm gonna be uh, sharing with him some stuff that I'm also gonna be sharing with you in the post call. But I wanted to say thank you very much for being my guest on this week's pod. Absolutely. Uh, I really appreciate it. And yeah, I'm looking forward to this summer, which I think you know is gonna be uh, chaotic. <laughs> it's gonna be a scene, dude. It's gonna be a scene. I'm, I'm on the phone with Alman today, and he was like, dude, yeah. like. My birthday, like his birthday, is going to be the mm -hmm. first birthday of our group that is yep. going to be after the quarantine's over. And I was like, dude, yep. like, it's just going to be, it's going to be rough. It's going to be, oh, our bodies aren't ready for it. I got to mentally We're prepare myself. Are we going to record fan for real in person? I think we should. We should do it. We'll do it one of the times. I was thinking about, I talked to Kara and Dr. Juju as he wants to do an episode. I think at one point we should get Nimai on to have more of like a, Yes. Serious type conversation about like, like kind of like meta stuff. Cause like, mm. you know, I love, uh, what do you call it? Craig, oh, yeah, not Craig Robinson, um, Craig Ferguson's late night, late, late yes. when he used to be the host on that. And I used to love it because like he would like randomly, he would like start off episodes sometimes when you have like Stephen Fry or someone on, he had like Dalai Lama on a couple months and he would just like, he told it right in the first couple seconds. He was like, hey guys, uh, we're gonna have an episode today. We're gonna be talking about this sort of stuff. Um, it's not going to be that funny. Um, it's totally okay if you guys want to change the channel, but it's an important conversation we're going to have today. And it was yeah. just like, I think Nimai being on, we could definitely have a real deep dive into like some philosophical stuff, real deep stuff, whatever, you know, he wants to come to the table with. And I think that'd be a cool change of pace. And then I think so once we get those two guys on, like kind of like introduced and then like whenever, like where I'm in the city, like after my diet's done or for I'm with birthday or whatever. Yeah. We can all meet up and then just like it might not be the best quality based on like because we'll all be sitting there together, but we'll just see how it works and we'll let everyone know. Like, this is we're shooting it together. You're gonna have everyone here, some guest appearances yeah. here with Darren and Mai, and then kick it off like that. Because getting through the whole last year, 
I think that that social circle was very important to me. Yeah, the connection with you and all that stuff. Yeah. So, I love it, man. I love you. You're one of my best friends. I mean, you know, I don't want to get all mushy too early in this podcast. But, uh, there you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, dude, we just, we'll just mush it up. We'll mush it up. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude, I was going to say, I was like, I thought the same thing. Where, like, I remember like junior year when I came back from London studying abroad in the fall. So, like, we had like a lot of class together. But it was like, it just felt like you and I were instantly like close. Like I don't, I don't remember that being like a feeling out period. Like, oh, this guy, I've seen him around chugging on hookah pipes. It was just like right off the back. So I was like trying to think, like, did we like, did I miss something? So they saw from a year that like made us really close. But I guess, I guess that's a positive thing in general about our friendship. You know, we were able to instantly, yeah, be very. That's a good close point. I know the junior year when you came back, we did have a class together and we were in a group together. Yep. But like. I've I've had the third guy who was in our group. I was actually thinking about it earlier today. I don't remember his name. Like I know <laughs> what he looks like, right? And so I was going through like my old emails, and you know, like um, I was I was going through some old emails, looking at stuff from NYU, cleaning out like a lot of the folders and files from an old computer, so I could donate it to like a local school or library, or whatever. Yeah. And I was going through these folders, putting on the USB, like man, look at like this 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 class and that class. The stuff that I wrote. I don't remember writing much of it, but I remember like taking the class because yeah, I was yeah. I like the class. I don't like I was like wow, like I used to like produce good content in a short period of time. That's good. I, like, do you remember like any specific reports that you ever did in college and were like knowing in the moment being like, This is a good shit? Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was studying abroad, I had a class uh, for British cinema and uh-huh. we had to write like basically a thesis paper. I don't know, not as big as a piece of paper, but like a solid like 10, 12 page paper yeah. on like uh, either Ken Loach, you could do two different uh, directors, like Ken Loach and I couldn't figure out who the other person was. I don't remember. But I remember mm-hmm. I did on Ken Loach and like basically write about how like that individual and auteur and like in what way that they have contributed to the okay. cinema and this and that. And I remember writing that finishing the semester and like handing it and being like, Fucking nailed it. <laughs> like I did, I did well. I got an A on the paper. But it was just like I remember still to this day, like being like, I don't know where that paper is. I gotta find it. But yeah. I know it was good. That's some yeah. high quality shit right there. <laughs> oh fuck. I I gotta think. I would say it was probably like a economics of sports paper or something like that. Looking at the um, looking at the normalized distribution of penalty taking by European teams over the last like two decades or something like that. I remember that paper. You wrote. That was a good one. I remember that. I think you yeah, that, it to me. Yeah, that math. And math. I think that's why Bowmaker likes likes me now. <laughs> like, <I think laughs> we'll probably have a conversational relationship. Yeah, because he was like, "Damn, okay, that's this is pretty. This is not half bad." Um, <laughs> It's a nice modeling, son. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Nice modeling, son. <laughs> like, when, when you're doing something that you enjoy, it doesn't feel like work, right? It's like you could do another, so those five hours or 10 hours that you're spending uh, per day or whatever writing something, it doesn't feel like it. It's just like, oh, time's flown by, you know? Yeah. That's something that I've, um, that's, and that's the thing, even when, on that context, even when we're hanging out, it doesn't, like, if time flies by, because, like, I don't even, 
because it's like I'm I'm in the moment having a great time. So like I'm not thinking, oh, what's the next thing, you know, or like, oh, this is what I have to do tomorrow. Like this is my list. It's more like just vibing. And so oh, yeah. that leads me to a question I wanted to ask you: What's your uh, favorite memory of us hanging out? Yeah, I think I think you remember this one. It's like, we have a lot of we have a lot of a tough one because like one is a great phenomenal story that doesn't have a great ending necessarily for me. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. And the other, yeah, I'm pretty sure you know which one. Is. No, I, I know um, which one it is, of course. But the, the one that I really enjoy, just like remembering all the time, it just brings me like smiles when I think about it. Is uh when we were in our what do we a global media uh, class senior year? It was towards the end of the first semester, mm. and the other whole snowstorm going on outside, and I wake up and I'm like. Mm -hmm. This can't mm -hmm. be real. Like, I'm not gonna go to this class. And for the listeners, there's Facebook proof of what how many times I would come to this class late or not show up, or Tays would not show up. Like a bunch of my memories were Tays replies like, Oh, I see that you are going your habit and not coming to class today. And then I replied saying, like, hold up, I am routinely late to class, but I always show up. Yeah. <laughs> You're like I think in terms of being yeah. in class overall time spent, you might have the edge, but I have the most attendance. I'm like, man. But um, anyways, there's a whole snowstorm's going on outside. And I basically forced myself. It's funny, it's like, I remember that? I think I might have texted my mom, like, I'm not going to class today. And she was like, really? And I was like, damn it. <laughs> Fine. I'll get up and I'll <laughs> go to this class. Trudge through the snow, get there. Yeah. And I think it was canceled. Like we literally get to the class, or like no, our class mm -hmm. was fine, but every class after hours was canceled. And I was like, "Y'all couldn't cancel this two hours ago? Like what changed? <laughs> like it hits still that much more in two hours." But we get out, we're like trudging through the snow, and we were gonna go to Bear Burger because I'd never been there, and like you had told me about it because like right behind the the building. So we went there, and they were closed, and I was mm -hmm. like, "Oh, so Bear Burger shuts down, but our class can't get canceled." And fucking tastic. So then yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah, right, dude, just come back to the crib with us. Like, class are canceled. Uh, we'll just like drink some beer and like watch, play FIFA or something. So we get back to the apartment. Mm -hmm. I live with Amon, one of our friends, Namai, and another friend of ours, um, Dan. We were playing, we were hanging out. You know, we had some beers going. It was only 12 30, it wasn't late. We got some, some pizza on the way, and then we were just like, yeah, all right, let's start playing FIFA. I'm like, oh, well, how are we going to do this? To include as many people as we can. So we're like, oh, let's pick two on two. And so ensued the most ridiculous, high blood pressure inducing two on two FIFA game I have ever experienced. Literally, it was just like, yeah, <laughs> me and Taylor's on one team, not knowing who's passing to who, is randomly switching. I wanted a data play and just and solid for those, like, I think, like 10 minute games or 15 minute games. It was just us yelling. It was just us like you'd be like, hey, pass the ball. Hey, 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 shoot. Hey, no one had any idea. We did that for a solid yeah. like hour and a half, two hours. We, like watched movies. We drank. I think you spent the night that that night yeah. too. And it was, I did, yeah. And like I think like you made like hot cocoa was you like that night when like 7-Eleven picks them up. Like, it was like it was nice. It was just a really <laughs> like nice, happy day with like, a lot of friends around without real worries. It wasn't like technically finals time yet. It was just like yeah. us kicking it, and I, I, I just I, I always think about that 
every now and then we're in like that was a fun time. That was a good. That was a good day. Yeah, no, completely agree. I do remember that one as well. I think also um, Winter Olympics were also on, so we watched a little bit of. Uh, I think it was curling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. But that's the thing. Uh, playing FIFA two on two. I mean, man, I haven't had the chance to do that in like you know probably since then. Yeah. It's very rare. Let me put it like that. Because it's not like all of us who congregate together and any of us are. But that communication aspect in a teammate is so in in a team setting is so important, right? Yeah. And it's something that like it's so much even while playing sports with you or like playing sports in that kind of team setting, it's that communication that's extremely important. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. I'm not available. I'm available. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of fucking fun, and it's difficult to like have that uh, as time goes on. But it's still whenever we do get the chance, that communication aspect it feels so comfortable and easy around you that I feel like I can. I'm able to have that communication aspect well, and it's, it's really nice. It's nice to have. Yeah. Um, no, that's, 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 I agree. I mean, that's, I haven't really, I don't, I, I don't, I haven't told you this before, but like, I remember, I just feel like I can talk to you really well about some stuff that like, sometimes I just mm -hmm. can't talk to other people. Like everyone's got like different people they can talk to different stuff about. And I remember when Anthony Bourdain passed, Yes, and I don't know why that hit me so hard, but mm -hmm. I just really had to call you and talk to you about it. Yeah, like you like left like the bar you were talking to me and stuff, and you were on the phone for like forty five minutes to an hour. But it was like, it like really felt weird to me. But it was like I was just like you were just the first person came to my mind to talk to you about that. So mm -hmm. that yeah, I, I agree. Like that communication aspect, it's is it's easy to talk to you. It's easy flowing. So. Did you explore more as to why his death specifically impacted you so deeply, like after our conversation? Uh, I did. I did. Um, you my, don't have to be a little me. heavy for this because, yeah, it's like, you it's, not, yeah, you don't, you don't have to share if you don't want to. I was just gonna ask. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I mean, I'm fine telling you in here, but you can like cut that part out. It's um, yeah. like for me, it's like it was really just I could see myself being that way. Okay. I could see myself and at times feel that I can appear happy, I can be happy, mm -hmm. but be extremely sad and depressed and lonely in the back. Mm. And it was a period of time where, like, you know, life wasn't going, I wasn't sure I was going to convert it, I don't know what was going to happen to me, where my life was going, I don't know what was going on. Yeah. And it was just like, it is, I could see, but it also inspired fear in me, or like, you like, this guy who has it all mm -hmm. would take his life. That becomes like, what about me? You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, that just that just that just bothered me. And it was like, and that's a very real fear. Yeah. And you do you feel like there's some kind of there's some positivity behind the fact that everyone does feel that from time to time. Some people obviously feel it at a much deeper level, and it becomes an overwhelming fear. Other people also, because you know, because I think I shared it with you on that call, how I also have that at the time, have, have or in the past have had those similar feelings, yeah. but it's been something that I've worked through to be able to, you know, because you know, I'm a very optimistic person, but that may, or in the past at least, it didn't masquerade a lot more of those like, you know, deeper negative feelings. Is there some positivity behind the fact that everyone, even someone like Anthony Bourdain, does feel that and so that way then it's important that we openly talk about these things 
to our friends as opposed to maybe perhaps keeping it internalized and therefore more likely to spiral. That was something that I know that we had that discussion about and it was something that, you know, if you've had the chance to explore it further. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's definitely, I agree that it's something that it helps just talking it out. I definitely felt better afterwards. Yeah. It was just like, it was like, I think in most are certain things where it becomes like something it wells over to a point where you just need to let it out and mm. it goes really below a threshold again. I don't think it ever goes away. I think those feelings mm. were there. They're, they're going to be there, but it's all mm. about managing how that, how to balance or whatever the triggers are or whatever, like the different aspects that you know can hit it. So let like, me just talking about it, releases it below that threshold and, or maintains mm. it there. And I think that's, that's an important aspect. Well, you know how earlier in the podcast we were talking about when you have that high level of energy, if you keep, then it continues to stay. Similarly, when you, when it drops and when those feelings drop to a point and this, like, it's very difficult then to be able to find that height in order to slowly rise because that's where the, the inertia is taking you downwards. And so it's difficult to find that way to and there's all there's different skills and tricks and tips like professionals have helped that can help with those kinds of things and you know it's something that i obviously talk about myself as well as like one of the former uh guests that i had nate we both openly talk about mental health advocacy and things like that so that's something that you know as well yep. um but still thank you for sharing i appreciate it like it's it's not easy talking about these things but my hope is that if one person hears it and it helps them and that's like one person that you have helped to feel better. And that's the bare minimum we could do, especially given everything that's happened in the last year. And, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. So it definitely is, it hell, it's like, it's weird. Cause like there are times where I think I hear people talking about their mental health. And I'm like, I applaud them in talking about it. But mm -hmm. it, for me personally, I don't think it necessarily helps me hearing someone else talk about it. You know what I mean? It's like, as in like, now, now it's like, I'm not, talking with that person that definitely helps but it's like if yeah. if i just hear someone somewhere else talking about it, i'm like good for them but then it doesn't is it do the, to me. is it the relatability thing we were talking about circles of friends earlier yeah. and when you have when the circles get bigger there's more to interaction and connection but if it's someone you don't know that's talking about these things do you think like there's a because there's no familiarity, it's difficult for you to like resonate with what. Yeah, I think I think hundred percent. Like, yeah. like I am a fairly empathetic person, really to a yeah. fault, and like I definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, to a fault. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, like my emotions like get really triggered up by like stuff I hear and stuff I see. Sometimes it's like it. Yeah. I, it's weird. To, it's hard to explain because like it's a lot of people don't get it, but like I can feel it in like my, my core. Some. Yep. Of, like, feeling of like sadness and like emotion for them and stuff like mm -hmm. it's so like yeah i am for them but like for some reason when i hear some people talk about their mental health i'm like it might just be my own self protecting myself and being like i just don't want to hear this in order to like mm. not let myself get sucked into it and by sucking into it revealing my own emotions there that might yeah. be it i don't know but um yeah, it's like I, I am a very neurotic, not very neurotic, but like I'm fairly neurotic. I, I think in my head a lot, I can spiral. And yeah. so it's like, I think in certain stuff, I try not to like dive into it because I know it'll trigger sure. me thinking more. Do you, do you think that when, 
a lot of the athletes that we follow do the sports leagues that we follow were openly talking about it. Do you, was that something that was resonating with you as well? Or was that also just kind of like, you know, a little bit more distant in terms of the conversation, like someone like Kevin Love, for yeah. example, who talks about, you know. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like that. I definitely applauded. I was like, okay, I mean, I'm glad yeah. he's talking about it. But again, it was just like, I just, I try, I, I keep it at arm's length on that topic. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I hear you, I see you, and I applaud you. And because I, like you said, I know what you're saying is raising a larger conversation is helping a lot of people. But yeah. just for me, I don't need to read deeper in this article. I hear it, I read the main points, I get it, good, next. That's fascinating because the exploration that you owned and created and developed for your submission yeah. or program, it was a really interesting exploration into that. Yeah. And so I was hoping if you could share a little bit more about that because exploring that through the lens of two people, you had mentioned Kevin earlier, one of your best mates yeah. who I've met and I had an absolute pleasure with every time we hang out. Yeah. But also seeing that side of him and you guys talking about difficult things for the for this submission package that you had provided, I think it was really interesting the way that you explored that. So, like, what was the prompt for yourself to choose that storyline, so to speak? Um, it was it was a mix of things. I mean, I I was going through my own emotional turmoil that I wasn't really fully talking okay. about with anyone really. And it was like, I just, just kind of burying myself in work. Um, I had read some articles about miscarriages and how actually men are impacted a lot and it's not discussed. And because mm-hmm. and understandably so, we see, you know, the woman is the one who's lost something in her body. But mm-hmm. um, men are definitely impacted. And then the crisis was going on outside and we saw that unemployment was rising. We saw children committing suicide. We saw... Yeah. you know grown adults not being able to speak on it and it was, like, oh, it was a real crisis going on and it was like we really need to like be open with our friends sometimes mm-hmm. and that is what while it sounds easy to do it can be very difficult yeah and it's, and it's far easier to just shy away from it and be like we'll just drink through it we'll drink we'll have fun i'll shrug mm-hmm. my shoulders and we'll move on through it I'll find a way. Yeah. Especially young men. Yeah. Right? Especially young men. Yeah, especially yeah, especially in our age, you know, from like you're looking at eighteen to early thirties. Um yes. Yeah. Is how we've basically kind of grown up in a way. Like we've mm-hmm. we've we've seen a lot of I always joke around, we we we've experienced a lot of once in a lifetime things. But yeah, that that does have some baggage to it. And mm-hmm. I mean Obviously, we're coming in from a generation of people that didn't talk about it, mm-hmm. and so, and I, and it's weird. Like there are times when I'm at, there, I think there is a fine line between over talking and actually. I, I think feelings are good. I think you should yeah. feel sad. We talk about anxious. I think you. That's a biological need. Like that's how we survive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I do think there is an over prescription for anxiety and over prescription to. Uh, mm. depression because these are sometimes feelings that we shouldn't be shying away from we should embrace it feel it mm-hmm. and move on from it so yeah, i think it's, it's imp- and on, yeah. Yeah, and, it's, and it's important for and everyone's got a, their own threshold for it right this is what what someone can what one you know individual can handle for anxiety another person can't 
And you yeah. we all really need to like work on ourselves to find out what that line is. And if we do feel ourselves we're going beyond our limits, then we should talk about it. We should try to get help because that's the important part. I think it I think it's also amazing how you were able to explore that in this short film within the space of I believe it was five uh, ten minutes, be able to explore that on a very specific granular level, but with the conversations that could be more further reaching. And that's something that you've talked to me about with film specifically, how it's able to communicate emotions, feelings, ideas that go beyond something that an individual has probably ever experienced or related to, but it's able to drag them in and bring them to that position. You have mentioned to me before in the past about how you spent a lot of time watching a lot of films specifically, because I asked you why is it film and not TV or music? Not to say that you don't, you know, consume those, but it's it's always been film that's really stood out to me in terms of our relationship. And when we have those discussions, like I was talking about earlier. So what is it in that sense of film within the context of not only this conversation, but in general, like what what draws you to it as opposed to shorter content like TV shows or different ways of communicating like music, for example? Yeah, yeah I think the first thing with the film has always been its ability to share an idea, but in a powerful way that mixes all of the mediums together, right? It, it involves music, it involves video art direction, it involves human, you know, in, in emotions and showing it. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I've definitely, I, I personally haven't cried when I've heard some music, but sometimes people mm -hmm. that really impacts them. But yeah. if I can combine music with a visual you're seeing, and an mm -hmm. individual actually mirroring an emotion that patterns that pairs with it, the, mm -hmm. the degree and power of that moment changes everything, right? Yeah. So, like, you're on one shot in, in the short film where, like, my character's looking over the balcony. Mm -hmm. you're, you're getting a different feeling than yeah. just you know, hearing about it or reading about it yeah. or hearing a song about it. Also, like when you're ending that, you're seeing the two characters really start, like after sitting down, you're trying to see like side by side, like what are they going to say? Yeah. Are they actually going to talk in the background you hear, you know, these feelings won't go away. Mm -hmm. That hits a little different when you're looking into the eyes of these broken men. Yeah. And so that, I think that the, the, the mixing of all those different mediums and focuses on emotion can drive forward a message better. And on top of that, it becomes, I think, the longer form is, I think you can dive in deeper. You can have a more focused understanding of who these characters are. And you don't, you're not kind of like going with what the masses are. You gotta say, like sometimes with TV, a lot of it becomes what is being scripted? What characters are people connecting with? What are the, the business interest override sometimes the character development it really does and it really does and it's it's it's, it's sad sometimes some, some jokes can get away from it you know like i think early amc did a great job with you know mad men and uh, what's it called mm -hmm. uh breaking bad I and mean, they were focused on the whole thing and you know hbo has done a great job with it because they just really don't care they, they were the first ones really to have you know their subscription-based model yeah. there and they just have a front loading they have a whole bunch of financial backing with water media around them. Mm -hmm. So they can throw money at stuff and they'll be like, people are going to come no matter what. 
Yeah, we don't need to react to what the public is thinking of us from season to season, although that does happen. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to say we don't have to worry about that as much as perhaps a television executive who's more worried about the ratings yeah. because if the ratings drop compared to competitors, that means less money. Yeah, I completely And even when they're leaving, that. like you look at the last season of Game of Thrones, there's a whole yeah. conversation on is the quality of the show going down because these people have already booked their next gig and they don't care anymore? That's that a, seems to be the consensus, yeah. Yeah, and there's a, that's a real thing. That's a burnout. You're on the same thing, same characters for seven years. Avengers, like, yeah. dude, like, I'm done with this. I don't care about these yeah. people. Like, yeah, but you do, like, a movie. Like, you'll have, you know, other ideas, like a producer or a director who has a passion project, and they're, like, focused on it for years. But in mm -hmm. terms of the individual people that are involved, it's three months. They're in. Yeah. They're focused. They're making something. And yeah. then they see the final product at the end. And I think mm -hmm. that's it, it allows people to come in super focused, super passionate, get something great done. And it's a self-containing thing. What's a film with the best story, in your opinion, like that provided the best story in terms of messaging or whatever it was trying to communicate, it did a really good job of Oof. a movie that you would recommend uh, that doesn't have to be, you know, English language. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good question yeah i mean in the context of what we were talking about right like like you said movies are able to delve in a very granular level a variety of subjects but especially an overarching theme yeah um i think about this for like the context of um you know mohammed then which i i told you that uh i had them all watch yeah. and we we went into it in chunks but it's definitely the way that which it tells that story. And it is something that when I was talking to one of the former guests, uh, Pranav, who I think you guys would really be able to have really excellent conversations about, especially in the lens of film. He, you know, talking about that, remind, it helped me. I watched it during lockdown and it reminded me that I need to enjoy the small things mm -hmm. because it's not all about the big picture and the overarching, like, you know, the, I have to remember the small moments are enjoyable and to properly enjoy them in the moment without again like i told you thinking about what's the next thing i yeah. have to do and then the next thing after that yeah no that definitely makes sense i do weirdly find i don't know i, I want to get your opinion on this i do feel like i've cried in more hindi movies than i have mm -hmm. in american 100 mm -hmm. percent. i feel like american movies do a great job at telling a message and sometimes mm. I think that like, you can feel something really emotional out of it but yeah I think the way like my body reacts to some mini movies is just like tears <laughs> just mm -hmm. tears yeah and let me talk about like, a great message I mean I, I always one movie that I I, I was I never I don't really think of too often but like I really enjoyed and brought emotion out of me was Rungdin Basanti and mm. uh for people that might not know that the movie is basically focuses on um college kids uh that are going through life normally they're kind of rebellious but they're just they're normal you know upper classroom kids and then there's uh the one guy's brother passed away in a in a plane crash you know he's an army you know in a plane crash and they basically mm -hmm. were i forget the full details of it but they're trying to do essentially a a, a, a protest to be like why wasn't there proper testing of the equipment like the to save mm -hmm. these people and and they cuts the show the movie cuts back and forth between 
the time of the the revolution in India and like how mm-hmm. freedom fighters stood up for what was right, even though they were being, you know, beat down by the British and they were being attacked and stuff. How they came together and they they have cut scenes with the same uh, actors, but in the current time. And duh, not to spoil the ending of anything, but at the end, towards the end, like the the, the kids decide that they actually, you know, they get attacked by the police, they get attacked by the the government, like they're being shut down, so they realize that they're they're gonna take over and hijack a, a radio station That's to right. have a, a uh, that the world kind of know like what's happening. And because their investigation found out that the Indian army in this movie had known that there was a problem and still let their soldiers fly in die yeah. essentially. And yeah. so like it really like I'm getting emotional thinking about it. But uh um, yeah. like it's just that the feeling that you have a voice yeah like sometimes sacrifice is needed for that voice to happen but there's Mm -hmm. a way to go about it and yeah i mean just like it kind of like in the ending of the the movie basically like the the new generation is being awoken they're 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 seeing that they have a voice they're seeing that there are things that need to be changed in their country and they're willing Mm -hmm. to stand up and fight for it and I think yeah. that's that's a beautiful message. I think that's what we're seeing right now with you know the whole Black Lives Matter movement. I think yes. the amount of progress has been made in the last years and more than has happened in the decade or before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think that's that's an important thing that every generation kind of has to go through, right? You always have that kind of youthful moment where people are like, "We have to stand for something." And it's typically yeah. the college students. That's for better or for worse. They're they're smart, but they're they're dumb. They're smart. Like if you yeah. look at the Vietnam War time, I mean, it was led by them. You look at a lot of civil rights movement. It was led by them. An important good. story there. On a lighter note, there's another Hindi movie called Zindagi Namilagitabara, which <laughs> it's like it's a movie that I don't really again like. I enjoy it, and I really enjoy watching it. It probably yeah. didn't have a great impact on me when I was what in the moment. I just thought it was a really beautiful film and like, you know, about like the mixing of music and acting and poetry and visuals. They're they're, at the end of each, like there's basically three guys going to a bachelor party. They decided that each person gets to do a different uh, action adventure sport or activity in Spain. Yeah. And so one guy just has to do, we're going to do a deep sea diving. One guy said, we're going to do, you know, uh, skydiving. Another guy does running of the bulls. And basically at the end of each one there's kind of uh, a slow motion like reaction and they're not even slow motion but people just like very calmly the emotion are being shown in their faces and there's music going on in the background there's poetry for each individual mm-hmm. person being recited and it's really beautiful in those moments it's like you might see the individual while you're laughing having a good time but then after the, the transcendent moment for each individual person or as that was a group going back to the whole communal uh, activity and memory thing, you see what the power of that is. You're sitting there, you haven't experienced it, but you're hearing it and you're seeing the feelings and emotions that and you can understand what it feels yeah. like the poem's like, hey, when there's the translate loosely is the one part's like you are still alive as long as there's a heart beating within you. You are still alive as long as these emotions can well you to tears. You are still alive. And it's like when you just hear that and you see that you're like jesus zindagi mm-hmm. namagadavara means you will not live like again there's like basically this is you have this moment you have this time don't mm-hmm. let this pass you and so yeah. 
that's I think those are important messages, kind of similar to what you're thinking with Muhammad. It was like, you know, enjoy the moments. And it's like, yeah, these things, I think television has a hard time really getting to that message. They're very like, we're telling the story, but they're not really trying to make you think. They're trying to hit your things and like that. So mm-hmm. I think movies have a great ability to really have that lasting influence on So how can people engage with you online if they, if they want to talk more film or they want to talk Italian football? Um, Milan. Can, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, I am at Vabov underscore S23. That is my Instagram handle. Feel free mm-hmm. to add me, DM me. Hello. You used to have Twitter. You used to have, and I keep telling you that. I still got use- it. I just don't ever use it. Like, I just go on there and I'm like, let me just see what's trending every now and then. But, like, I don't okay. like tweet nothing. I, I ain't got to say these people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you want to tweet at me, I will tweet back at you. We can get into it. Again, it's the same thing, at Vav underscore S23. Um, we also have, like I said, the, the Fan For Real podcast. It's on Spotify and everywhere else. I'm going to talk to Tage about how to get on Apple. He'll educate me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I'll show you in the yeah. post. Yeah, on Instagram, though, it's at Fan For Real podcast. You'll find it there, FFR. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, just DM us. DM us. Keep chatting. Whatever you just want to talk about, we're here for it. We'll bring up topics on other podcasts. We'll come back here if you guys want to see me and Tay just bullshit around more. <laughs> yeah, talking about more lighter and more serious things somehow consecutively. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fascinating. Um, I'm really excited for this week's a topic that I wanted to discuss. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yes, museum. Yeah, I'm really excited for it because I heard it. And I was like, fuck yeah, we're gonna have <laughs> time with that one. Yeah. Um, and so there's a segment that I started with Rena last week, and it's uh, I think I'm gonna call it. What's the last drink that you have before a bar closes? What do they call it? Last call. Last call, yeah. Last call. NBA playoffs. Who do you like? How do you foresee it happening this year? All right. So I was on a guard about this. You can talk about it as broadly or as specifically as you yeah. want. Like it's really in the large case. I mean, going to the final. I I really think Utah is gonna get out of the West. I, yeah. I think they they have they have the full balance. I I've been high on them. I actually I, I feel like I've I've been back and checked the numbers, but I think I called both the West and eighty percent of the East accurately in the playoffs. So like I knew Phoenix was gonna be good. I was like once they got Monty Williams, I was like they're gonna be a top five seed. Yeah. I didn't think it would be number one, but I mean like they're really good. Because after that I, I thought they were gonna be good, they got Chris Paul and I'm like this is their legit. <laughs> but I think I think Utah is going to get out of the West. East is tricky because I was telling Garn if the Nets have all three of their stars and they're healthy, yeah, it's over. Like no one's gonna stop them. Okay. But if it's just two of them, uh huh, any two, I think Milwaukee gets out of the East. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so okay. that's how I see that playing out. I do see Russell Westbrook carrying that team into the, the full after the playing game into the playoffs because mm. I think I think the Wizards are they were ravaged with injuries in COVID this year. That mm-hmm. they are they better were. than their record shows. Okay, like yeah. they the first like three weeks they had barely any offseason. Russell Westbrook just joined. I mean, like John mm-hmm. Wall gets shipped out. The team has no idea what's going yeah. on. COVID hits for three weeks. People are mm-hmm. in and out of the lineup. Then, you know, Beal gets hurt and this and that. And it's just like, 
it was bad. But then you look at like the periods when they're kind of like starting to get healthy and figure it out. They go on like these 10, 12 game win streaks and they're beating the top seven, eight teams multiple times. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, like it's it's crazy. So I, I think I do think they're going to get into the playoffs. Uh, I'm curious what you think about your Celtics. I think the Wizards are playing. The Wait, we're fucking, we're fucking shit. We're getting dicked by the Wizards. I'll tell you. What, yeah. <laughs> um, I think this must have been one of my friends who is a big Wizards fan. Uh, put this like screenshot in this like uh, NBA group chat that we have, and he was like, "Wizards won." I was like, "Yeah, it makes sense." That like you said, all of the points you made, except I kind of compresses that the Wizards are better than people give them credit for plus Celtics have been shit this year so yeah I'm not not really I mean it's fine because I do like basketball on a large level I don't need my team to be in every game for me to watch every game yep. um but no it's I, I know what's gonna happen and if it's if that doesn't happen it will be first round <laughs> like it's not the the legs are not going to be as long which then probably needs to like have some kind of discussion as to at, at to what level changes need to be made, which yeah. people will disagree about. Absolutely, Ross. Uh, you want to stick around for after hours? After hours? I love after hours. My favorite yeah. time is after hours. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for joining, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you a lot. Absolutely, brother. Love you, man. Keep hanging out. Love you, too. Peace. Thanks for listening to this week's pod. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review us on your preferred podcast platform and support the podcast through our Buy Me a Coffee link. Also, be sure to check out Fam For Real, which you can find on your preferred podcast platform.